This is the AC Report. City, the Vegas of the East, a city which is just as much a resort destination for people from Philadelphia as it is from pe- for people from New York City. One of the most interesting cities in all the world happens to be Atlantic City, and a lot of people have really taken to this segment, actually much more so than I ever anticipated. I, I expected that people who like going to Atlantic City would like to hear coverage of it, but I've been really overwhelmed uh, by the people over the course of the last year and a half who say they haven't been to Atlantic City in 20 years, but they still enjoy about hearing all the interesting things that happen there because it's such an interesting town. A guy who has his finger on the pulse of precisely what is happening on the 48 blocks of Atlantic City is Scott Cronick. He is the editor of AC Weekly. He is the director of entertainment operations for the press of Atlantic City. He's a radio talk show host down there, and he also happens to be the co-owner of the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Scott, thanks so much for uh, getting up early for us. Oh, anytime, buddy. Uh, Scott, uh, so one of the things about Atlantic City, even when it when it was at its nadir, when it was really struggling financially and in terms of morale and in terms of all these other areas, it always tended to do pretty well during the summer and the four weeks before summer, the four weeks after summer. Winter is usually a different story. What are you seeing down there in terms of how busy Atlantic City's been now that it's winter and it's cold out and people can't hang out on the beach? Uh, yeah, well, I'll tell you what we're not seeing is a lot of people. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, it is uh, it is dead. It is quiet. It is um, you know actually a beautiful time to come down here if you like that kind of thing. But uh, you know you have all the spots to yourselves. You have the boardwalk to yourselves. But uh, it is a little eerie too. So it depends how you look at it. But for me as a business owner, it could be uh, downright depressing, uh, and it, and it is. But um, you know I would say that it's gotten a little better over the years until COVID hit, you know, when COVID hit, that's sort of put everything uh, back, set everything back 10 years. It's uh, this year uh, is probably the worst since uh, it's even worse than last year because of the Omicron uh, surge has been really, really bad for Atlantic city, uh, particularly small businesses for, 
from what I understand, the casinos are still doing okay on weekends, but the weekdays are tough. But for us small businesses, it's uh, it, it's pretty bad right now. Now, why is that? Is that because uh, people are having a reluctance to come down there or because there's I, – I, I know there's not much in the way of restrictions, right? No vaccine passport, no mask mandates? No. No, it's it's totally totally free to come and do as you please like it was uh, – you know, two, you know, 2017. But you know, the the thing is, what's what's? Uh, I think it's the only concern. I think people are scared of it. I think that you know, of course, uh, the media doesn't help in that department to make things people scared of it. But I also think the weather hasn't helped. It's been really a very very harsh winter, even though it's an early winter. I mean, uh, we've we've had more snow here this year already than we've had. Uh, all of the last two years combined, it's been a brutal winter. We're going to get more today. It's been cold. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania's had a lot of snow and a lot of bad weather. And I just think that, uh, you know, money's tight, especially from last year. It's, it's worse than last year because all that stimulus money is not out there, Frank. Ah, you know, when you think I about see. it, uh, uh, people had a lot of money in their pockets and they spent it. One of the things that you brought to our attention was uh, maybe 10 months ago, there was a big problem with staff, uh, not only at the smaller businesses, but the larger ones. Even big hotels like the Borgata weren't able to open to capacity because they weren't able to hire enough people to service all these rooms. What is the situation like in terms of staff shortages now? Now that the government stimulus has diminished, are, are businesses down there still having a tough time hiring people? Oh yeah, in a, in a big way. In fact, I was. They came to me. I don't know how I became the spokesperson for this, but I actually had NBC Nightly News uh, come on and do a segment that I was featured on uh, for the whole city. Uh, and you know, we were on national news about this topic, and uh, it has not gotten any better. It's it's dire. Uh, you have the casinos. Uh, I'll give you an example. We had Caesars on my show, my radio show yesterday, and this was their restaurant, Nero's, a great restaurant, by the way. If anybody's looking for somewhere to go, great steakhouse, and. Uh, before they, they, you know, I said, hey, did we get to everything? You know, like you probably usually do as a radio host. And I said, yeah, they said, oh, yeah, I think so. And they said, oh, well, wait a minute. No, no, we're hiring, by the way, at all positions. Please go to Caesars.com or whatever they were given the website. And I was like, wow, that goes to show you. This was a restaurant manager who was so desperate for help that at the end of the interview, she's pleading for people to come work wow. for them. And that's the case of how it is everywhere. Joe Lupo, the president of Hard Rock, comes on my show. He said that I think they could hire 500 people right now. There's more than 2,000 jobs available uh, throughout the casinos. That's just the casinos. That's not talking about small businesses uh, or anything in the, you know, in the outskirts of Atlantic City. That's just the casinos, 2,000 jobs available, and uh, they can hire people right now. And these are good jobs, right? These are full-time jobs, a lot of them. And uh, they just can't they just can't fill the positions. That is something. Now, you, as I mentioned, are the co-owner of Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, a great place to hang out, a fun place to drink, but also a great restaurant with great food. Are you experiencing you. Uh, staff shortages? No, not now. It's the off season. Like I said, we're, we're struggling right now. It's been a hard, hard mm. winter, but we're OK. The small businesses are OK. In fact, we're hoping that we can keep the people that we have, uh, you know, because they're coming in, you know, on a bad day, they might walk out with not a whole lot of money. We're hoping that they don't go to the casinos and pick up a job because we, we hope to retain them. So when it does pick up again, we're going to be okay. And, 
you know, February around Valentine's Day is when things break for us, uh, and then you know Columbus weekend, and uh, and then by the time uh, St. Patrick's Day rolls on, we'll, we'll be okay. But uh, January and the end of December have been a challenge to say the least. Now uh, you and we're talking with Scott Chronic. Uh, he is a, a journalist, a radio talk show host in Atlantic City, and also the uh, co-owner of the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. You mentioned that now's not a bad time to visit because it's not too crowded. Let's say people are listening to a Scott that aren't gamblers. If you go down there uh, to Atlantic City now, obviously beach life is pretty limited. There's still great restaurants. There's still great bars. Beyond that, um, what are, if any, the key activities for the non-gamblers in our audience? Oh, by the way, it disturbs me when I heard you uh, give me an intro that people haven't been here for 20 years. I, I hope I hope we could change that well, a little here's bit. Here's your uh, chance uh, to win them over. Win them over. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, again, I mean, you know, I think you know, I think I tout this more than anybody is that you know we have more headlining entertainment and more music mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. concerts and more things than than most cities in the in the country, uh, and, and that's because you have ten casinos who are all trying to get people in there on weekends. So on an average weekend, you you could have you know you could have ten to fifteen headliners, not counting boxing or MMA or or, or what might be happening down here. Uh, and and there's always something to do, and and that's constant. And you know, I could say like in the winter, or or maybe I don't know. Like if you even look at New York City, Frank, you would know better than me. But if you take away the like the small comedy clubs and things like that, you're not going to find as many headliners in New York City on a week that you will in Atlantic City. I mean, so uh, the only other rival city might be Las Vegas. You know, the, the, definitely Las Vegas. They they blow us away. But the point is, is that you can come down here and always find some. This weekend, we're going to have a championship boxing event at Borgata for the first time in 15 years. Uh, there's a light a light um, a uh, a lightweight fight uh, with an undefeated fighter who's going to be here at Borgata, and Borgata is going to get back into the fighting game. That's encouraging. Uh, so there's always there's always stuff to do. And again, you know, we have amazing restaurants here from celebrity chefs or chefs you may never heard of, branded restaurants to always go to. So that's always fun. The sports books are jumping and especially this time of year playoff weekend uh was last weekend it was huge at the sports books they continue this weekend and you know these sports books frank are like you know las vegas sports books oh, yeah. you know they're beautiful with recliners and giant tvs and great food and and they're they're a blast so there's tons of stuff to do here um yeah, yeah the outdoor stuff obviously is not happening right now the boardwalk isn't real fun uh you can come visit a place like ours and and experience uh, Atlantic City smaller side. Go to a place like Tony's Baltimore Grill. Have some great pizza, or you know, or Tony Bologna's have great subs. But yeah, man, it's like it's like any town this time of year in the Northeast. Well, what do you do? You eat. You maybe you go see a show, uh, at a gamble. Go go ga- You know, go see. Maybe go watch some sports and uh, uh, maybe sleep an extra hour. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Atlantic City's future. Last week uh, we, at this time, we were talking with uh, David Danzas, who's another terrific reporter. About this, uh, this groundbreaking for the new water park that's going to be at Showboat that uh, Bart Blatstein is launching. Now, as a new father, I'm pretty excited about this. I'm looking forward to taking my son there. David was not that excited about it. He basically was very bullish, uh, very bearish on it. He didn't have a lot of confidence in Bart Blatstein to get this done. And he didn't, he thinks that Atlantic City's future is not necessarily as a family entertainment destination, but more as an adult entertainment destination. Give me your take on this water park. How do you think it's going to do? 
you got to remember, about 25 years ago, Las Vegas tried this, right? They wanted to try to find that family. Now, now if you go down there, the roller coasters are gone. All those things that they try to do, uh, the ship in front of Treasure Island, I don't think does what it used to do. There's a lot of, you know, now that Hard Rock bought the volcano at Mirage, Mirage that volcano will be gone. So, you know, the, those family things that they wanted to do were gone. That didn't work. But I think Atlantic City is a little different, Frank. I think that Atlantic City could be that hybrid. I think that it would be great to have a water park. I think it would be awesome for uh, people to have that alternative, especially in this off season, right? I mean, how great would it be to go to an indoor water park? It would, when you asked me that question just a minute ago, I'd be able to say we have a $100 million indoor water park you can come to, right? Um, and then you could be like a Great Wolf Lodge in the Poconos or whatever. You don't have to go there. You can come here and do that. But, you know, um, Barb Lasting and I are, are don't see eye to eye. Uh, we don't. Well, really how come? How come? Tell it without you know uh, airing too much dirty laundry. Give us an idea well, of of why you can make it abstract if you want. Why people might not like Bart Blatstein. Well, you know, on my radio show, I'm, I'm outspoken and I, I say the truth, and sometimes the truth hurts. And uh, he was just uh, um, he just asked somebody to actually. Uh, you know, tell me to calm down a little bit. And, and, I, and I don't think what I say is anything crazy. But, you know, here's a guy who took over the pier at Caesars, which was, uh, I wouldn't say it was robust when he took it over, but it was certainly more robust than it is now. It had uh, two Steven Star restaurants, Budokan and Continental. It had Philip's Seafood. It had a great sushi place. It By had, the way, I love uh, all three of those places, Budokan, Continental, uh, yeah. and Philip's Seafood. Those were all great places. Absolutely, I miss them, man. I really Me do. Too. It had an Me a, too. it had an apple store. Had an apple store. It had uh, you know all the all these you know uh, really boutique shops. I think when he took it over, Coach was still there, and you know some major some major brands were still there. And now it's a uh, it's a ghost town in there. All those all those restaurants closed. The entire uh, level where the restaurants there's nothing on it. Most of the stores are done. Apple store is gone. Uh, it's a depressing place, right? So what does he do? He hands it back to Caesar and says, it's your problem, right? And, uh, and, and you know, then he goes and buys the showboat, and then he buys the Garden Pier next to it. The Garden Pier was an art center for Atlantic City. That thing has sat desolate since he bought it. He hasn't done a damn thing since he got it. And the showboat, uh, even though it's, it's doing well because he sells rooms very inexpensively, uh, to people who might not want to pay the higher prices at the casinos, especially during the off season, uh, it's it, he he won't he won't even spend the money to take down signs. The House of Blue sign is on the outside. Inside, there's restaurant signs as you walk in there for places like Starduzio's and Castanopoli that haven't been there for ten years. I mean, if you're not going to spend the money to even take signs down to make your place look like a relic. How are you going to spend $100 million to go to the future? Like, I just don't get it. So uh, you know? it sounds but, like you're similarly skeptical that this water park will even come to fruition. Well, listen, I, I want it to come. And, I, you know, I keep saying on my show that I'll believe it when my fat ass slides down the main slide there. But, you know, the, the truth is, is that I'll go to Bart Blasty. You know, if he'll shake my hand, I'll shake it. And I'll say, Bart, I'm sorry. I, I, want, I, want, I wanted this to happen. I'm glad it happened. And I, and I, I really do. I uh, wish you the, nothing but the best because I want the success of Atlantic City. It's the most important thing to me. Uh, but, you know, he's dealing with um, – he, he told he told our newspaper reporter, Michelle Post, at the press that uh, he has the money for this project, all his money. And then a follow-up story reveals that the county has to sell about hundred about $90 million worth of bonds. Uh, and it sounds like they're junk bonds that haven't been even uh, mm. out to sell yet. And uh, so – 
he doesn't have the money. The money's not there, and it looks like it's going to have to be um, funded by the taxpayers uh, through – not funded by the taxpayers, but it looks like the, the county is going to uh, go out there and put its neck out a little bit and go after these bonds for Bart Blatstein. So I'm going to have Denny Levinson, the county executive, on to explain that a little more. So I don't want to get ahead of it, and I don't want to be wrong about it, but I don't think he has the money, and he told everybody he does. And there's another thing that just kind of you know makes me – very skeptical. What about the plans? And apparently, there's been a groundbreaking for a, or it's, it's there's poised to be a groundbreaking for this new boutique hotel on South New York Avenue. I think it's called the Cardinal. Um, I mean, that's certainly, I would think, a sign of good things to come, both in terms of jobs and sure. the fact that people want to invest in Atlantic City, even if it's only a 14 room hotel. Uh, are you uh, are you excited about that project? I am. And but can I just back up for one second, Frank? And, and I don't want to sound like, you know, Bart and I have any kind of, uh, you know, we, we, we don't have any kind of business deals that went bad. I don't know him personally. I don't really I, I'm only speaking from a guy who's like a, an outsider. But sure, I, I get what he did. In, what he did in Philadelphia is impressive. I mean, when he when he took over, um, you know, a neighborhood there and, 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 and transformed it, uh, his track record in Philadelphia is is outstanding. Uh, that hasn't that hasn't related to here. So I don't want to just only say bad things about Bart Blatstein because he has done good things. Uh, and and he's like kind enough to occasionally so, yeah. come on this show, which we like too. So what, what's that? He's kind enough to occasionally come on this show, which we appreciate as well. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I don't want to just say he's, he's totally a hundred percent. He's not. He's not the Joker here, but he's. Uh, but I'm just skeptical uh, of him in Atlantic City. Uh, as good of a businessman as he is. So anyway, so uh, back to uh, the Cardinal on Tennessee Avenue or on uh, New York Avenue, two streets over uh, from us. That was a historic building, and uh, there used to be an old Atlantic City restaurant called Mama Mott's in there. And uh, anybody who knows Atlantic City knows Mama Mott's. It was just this legendary place, like. Back uh, when you you know people would say where do you go to dinner you go to Mama Mott's you go to White House subs it was in the same you go to Tony's Baltimore Grill it was in the same kind of conversation so yeah you know we're excited to see an empty building that was a strip club for a while to turn into something exciting Michael Brennan uh, is a great chef he's one of the partners there he had a great restaurant called the Cardinal Bistro and Vendor so he's moving that restaurant to New York Avenue and then they're going to build this boutique hotel now they've said this for about three or four years Frank so again. Why are they waiting, right? What's the what's the holdup? So I think that maybe obviously COVID stops everybody a little bit, but I want to see progress. I don't want to see. I don't want to wait another three or four years if they're going to do it. I hope they start doing it because I haven't seen any any building or construction there yet. Tell us what's happening at your place. If people do find themselves in Atlantic City anytime soon, what's going on at Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall? So Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, we have, uh, you know, great live music every weekend. We have amazing uh, comfort food, pub food. We have the best tap list in uh, in South Jersey. We have 40 taps, and we get hard, hard, hard to find beers for all those craft beer drinkers. And we also have great cocktails as well. So I hope people come by. We're going to have a great Mardi Gras event with the Dixieland uh, Jazz Band on Fat Tuesday. Uh, of course, we'll be having doing things for the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, we open up a brand-new restaurant uh, right next to us. Uh, my partner, Mark Colazzo and Lee Sanchez, they opened up a place called Cuzzy's Pizzeria, uh, getting really great reviews and really great uh, attention and customers, even in the off-season. Um, it's pizza and sandwiches, Italian food. And then we have two other businesses right there, Rhythm and Spirits, which is kind of an upscale Italian place. And next to us is Bar 32 Chocolate, which is the only place you're going to be able to find 
chocolate made from the bean in the entire state of New Jersey, cool. plus chocolate cocktails and chocolate desserts and all kind of cool stuff. So, you know, it's not just the beer hall. We've kind of created a little hub of, uh, uh, of activity and fun and things to do there, and uh, we hope people come check us out for sure. Uh, overall, would you say you're optimistic about Atlantic City's future, or or is it or are you not yet? Are you pessimistic, or are you neither optimistic nor pessimistic? Oh no, I'm very optimistic. I think that when you see what's happening, particularly in our neighborhood, which they're calling the North Beach right now, we're part of that. Uh, you're seeing that the numbers for uh, say Hard Rock Resorts and Ocean Casino are very good. I mean, when you look at Ocean Casino in particular, and how that thing has surged from people wondering if it was going to survive at all to be in the number three casino in Atlantic City is really a fairy tale story. I mean, this was a $2 billion beautiful building that no one could seem to get a handle on it, and now it's just thriving and doing great. You know, and Borgata's still the number one casino. They're in the Marina District, so they're going to be able to keep that up. And no, I'm really bullish on, on Atlantic City. And when you see projects like ours, and then, like you said, the one that's on New York Avenue, it's it's pretty exciting. But, Frank, here's my dilemma. We need the city to support buildings like us and, and, and de- different people who come in and spend their money and not just take city money. or not. We, we've done all that stuff on Tennessee Avenue with no support from uh, the city or the state. We, that was all, you know, Mark Colazzo's funding. So, but since then, they haven't done a damn thing for us there. They haven't put a tree on the street or a, or, a, or any kind of landscaping or fixed the sidewalk or put in additional lights or have done anything. And I think they needed to use us as an example on Tennessee and New York Avenue, which we call the Orange Loop from us, St. James, and New, and, uh, New York, and say, hey, if you come here and spend your money, we're going to show that we're going to support you. We're going to come back and we're going to – do infrastructure. We're going to make your. We're going to beautify your area so that other developers can say, "Wow, look at Atlantic City. Look what they do if you go and show that you're going to spend your own money." Well, Frank, they haven't done anything for us there. So we hope that changes, and we hope that uh, they start doing things to beautify our area because they have a real good opportunity there, and I really think they're blowing it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I hope uh, they uh, step up in a big way as well. Scott, I will see you the next time uh, I'm in Atlantic City, I hope. And in the meantime, anybody that uh, makes their way down there, I hope they'll go check out Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall as well. It's always a great treat to talk to you, Scott. Hey, best to you and, that, and that your beautiful wife and that lovely baby of yours. Thank you very much. And uh, next New Year's Eve Eve, put it in your calendar. We're not taking no for an answer this year. All right, I'll try not to go to Mexico. There you go. Uh, Scott Cronick, uh, he is a uh, terrific radio talk show host. He's also a reporter for the Press of Atlantic City or the director of entertainment operations and the editor of uh, AC Weekly.